and welcome to the Oscar Watch Podcast, the podcast where we look back at past Best Picture winners for your reconsideration. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me, as always, the one and only, the master of horror himself, Mr. Matthew Marchetti. Matt, how's Yo. it going this particular week? Uh, well, this yeah, this week has been, well, I guess the previous week into the weekend have, was just fucking phenomenal. Um, so my birthday was Thursday, I think I mentioned it on the last mm-hmm. episode, uh, we were going into, my wife and I were going into Salem for the day, or for the evening, oh, on Thursday course. night, to see a, uh, to see a, uh, film screening, go out to dinner and see a film screening of a, uh, secretly filmed fourth film in a sort of, you know, indie horror franchise, uh, the, the franchise is it's, it's Hatchet. It's called Hatchet, but this one was right. it did the sort of like Rambo thing where it was like Hatchet one, Hatchet two, Hatchet three, and then the fourth one is now just the title of the monster Victor Crowley, which is like <laughs> the John Rambo esque thing, which I think is really funny. But we had a absolute blast. We were there very late. Um, the crowd was great, except for like the the random like forty year old dudes that always think they know everything about everything and, and insist on screaming out loudly during Q and As. Uh, which always just drives Steph and I crazy because we're like, we usually don't care about most things until it's like the artist's turn to talk and we get very angry when people talk over them because it's like, let the guy talk. Like, he's excited to talk about his stuff and you're just being a loudmouth drunk. Like, it's annoying. <laughs> so we, it was a long night, but it was it was a, a really good time. The movie itself was a ton of fun. Um, it'll be out on probably home video at some point, uh, maybe like February or March for anyone who's, um, who knows a little bit about it. Uh, and then, uh, the weekend on Sunday, we went to Worcester to continue the horror thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a, uh, a horror convention in Worcester at the DCU center there called rock and shock. It's a really, it's fairly small, but it's a really like passionate, um, convention, um, for horror fans by horror fans. And, uh, got to, Meet some cool folks there, um, and just sort of continue everything there. If you if people are interested in like the specifics, it's all in my. I sort of chronicled it on my Instagram, yeah. so you can you can follow that if you, if you really please. But it was really it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I saw, I saw you met a lot of um, maybe not the most well known names, but uh, certainly names that passionate fans of horror will uh, might recognize. Yeah, and it's always yeah, yeah, it's, met, it, 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 it's always great to meet working. Working actors and creators like that because they're just so happy to be there at a con and certainly be recognized. Yeah, one of the guys I brought, I brought his movie for, he told me, and I think posted it on there, that it was the the first and only time anyone has he's even seen a fan with a copy of the movie, and certainly the first time he's uh, signed it for anybody. And it was funny, he was so, he seemed so like taken back by it. He was very nice, it was great. Steph and I talked to him for a while, it was a lot of fun. Um, but he just signed his name. He didn't like ask my name or anything like that. And <laughs> Uh, I was trying to track something about it, the new movie he had mentioned, and I went to his Twitter, and he posted to some other people on Twitter, like, I just uh, signed a copy of Dismembering Christmas at a horror convention. It was the weirdest thing I've ever ha- that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And then the next tweet was, I think I fucked it up because he didn't because <laughs> he didn't ask for my name. I think he was just so like taken back. It was it was it was adorable, and it was really nice just to just to sort of be a part of that. Like we had just a nice time talking to him. So yeah. It was really cool. That is that is cool. Well, yeah. we do have to get to this week's movie, which is along the same way. So, folks, listeners, loyal fans, as you know, this is the Oscar Watch Podcast, and we discuss the best picture movies, the prestigious films that win 
year after year, the, nine, the 89 movies that have won Best Picture. And that is well and good. We love doing that. I love doing that. I love, love breaking them down with Matt. You know, we watch mm-hmm. quality cinema for the most part here on the show. But every now and then, you, you can't eat steak all the time. you got to have something else. And since this is October, this is the month of sugary confection that means nothing and does not fill you up. It just gives you a momentary sense of joy. We are, of course, entering in another chapter of our un-Oscars edition of the show with the 2009 or 2007 film Trick or Treat, a anthology horror movie that is written and directed by Michael Doherty, starring Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, Dylan Baker, Quinn Lord, Leslie Bibb, Tamo Pennicott, and Sam Todd, among many others. And you might be wondering, Trick or what now? And you would be correct, I had actually never heard of this movie beforehand, and there's a good reason for that that I'm sure I will let Matt rant on quite a bit about. And so I guess the first question is, um, Matt, why this particular movie? Of all the horror movies, and there are hundreds and thousands, millions, however many horror movies, you've seen them all. Yep. Why this why, one? Why, why this treat, particular huh? one? There's a, there's literally a film series called Halloween. There that is. Has, I, I don't know, what, a dozen entries or something? Be... Uh, nine, ten... I think there's an 11th one on the way next year. Yes, I believe so. Uh, next Halloween-ish time. Uh, I, this movie is, is, honestly, it's because it's the, once I asked you if you had seen it and you said no, it was a shoo-in, um, it's the most Halloween a movie has ever Halloweened, and I think that that's significant. Like, there's movies that, there's tons of horror films and tons of films that take place on Halloween, but this is one of the only horror films that is, like, the content of the movie itself is actually centered around Halloween, the traditions of Halloween, the sort of uh, feel and atmosphere of Halloween, like the entire thing is just about the holiday and about everything, you know, fun and sort of dark and twisted that go along, go, goes along with it. And I, I just to me, it, it's it's the like ultimate Halloween film. I, I don't think there's anything that even like comes close. There's movies that there's tons of Halloween films I love. Um, but to me, this one is like just instantaneously it was like a holiday classic for me. It was just one of those, I saw it and I knew I was going to love it. I was just, it was predisposed to being something I was going to be passionate about just from, from word one. And, uh, I just always want to spread the love. So like people that I think we, we our our listenership might be up after this one, because this is one that the horror community rallies behind. Um, and, and for, for, I think a good reason. Um, so yeah, once you said I hadn't seen it, I was like, yep that's the one um i I just it's yeah i i could i'll talk for days i'll talk that's (laughs) that's why that's why you're here that's why you're here yeah i uh it is a it is a very halloween movie i appreciate that in the movie as you say everything wraps their wraps their coat around halloween it's like yeah that's like okay we'll take place in halloween that's scary but this is this fully embraces it (laughs) and uh it's it's great to see that because you know a lot of horror movies are just horror movies but this one it's that's, it's got it's got a, it feels like Halloween. It just mm-hmm. it's like this is a movie you're like yes, none of this is believable, but yet all of this is believable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a anthology movie, which are you know it's one of those cross you know interconnected tales of uh, 
the macabre and the gothic and the and the horrible, which I which I always appreciate because a lot of horror movies there maybe there's not enough movie to fill out a eighty to ninety minute runtime, but if you have five short films. Sort of, especially especially the way they do this. Because I was expecting sort of a um, a creep show where it's just one movie, one movie, one movie. But here, yeah. it's, they're all sort of linked together, like a like a really good episode of Lost or a mm-hmm. really good season of Lost. And I think that really uh, helps sell this film as a great. Uh, it's as, as as something for everyone. It's got uh, all. It's got all the kinds of horror and 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 gore and stuff that. Any any fan of the genre can appreciate a lot, and of course that brings us to what does IMDb say? The <laughs> synopsis of this oh. movie is because it is a long one. Yeah, it's really long. It it actually attempts to uh, sort of explain a little bit about each of the shorts, right? So it says five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. Wow, this just gives away a lot of stuff. Uh, a college virgin might have just met. The guy for her. Ooh, ooh saucy. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> uh, a group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. That's funny, because that's, like that's like five minutes of the movie. Right, yeah. that's the beginning of the movie. Right? Yeah, and a uh, mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Ooh. Yeah, they, yeah. They, I guess they... they yeah, they at least try to like summarize it all. They don't really need to. They could have just said five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween night, and that would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> and, and, and that would be all you need. And uh, it yeah. does it does bring it does bring some uh, some big guns. It's got uh, as I said, Anna Paquin, correct that Academy Award winner Anna Paquin, uh, the great Brian Cox, uh, Dylan Baker, uh, Leslie Bibb. She's you know did some stuff in the '90s. Tamil Pennicutts from Battlestar Galactica. I was looking at this, especially Anna Paquin and Brian Cox. I was like, how the hell? And I remember it's. Written and directed by Michael Doherty, who also wrote X Men Two, the best X Men, the best X Men, yeah. And I, I believe Michael Doherty he also directed Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. So, uh, way after this, like eight years after yeah, this, that was which, I hear, which I hear, which I hear is here is absolutely great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you like, if you like Trick or Treat, Krampus is is it's not exactly you know the the, the equivalent in terms of Christmas movie and Halloween movie, but if you like the sort of overall feel. That uh, he brings to Trick or Treat, you would enjoy the Christmassy feel he brings to Krampus as well. I would say. Oh, very nice, um, very nice. So, um, I guess, I guess, I mean, folks, it's the un-Oscar, so this movie was not nominated for anything. Uh, it didn't win any. It didn't win any official Academy Awards. I think it got a bunch of the fun little horror and sci-fi awards that year in two thousand nine. It was this movie was originally scheduled to be released in 2007, was it not? It it actually premiered December 9, 2007 at uh that Harry Knowles Austin but Numathon. Uh, uh which uh, I imagine is sadly no more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they they that's when it premiered. I I heard of the film when weird actually i know it specifically because i was so excited to see this uh i the first time i heard of the film was when i watched the dvd of the movie 300 because it played the trailer played before the dvd of 300 i I shit you not i remember that distinctly and explicitly so if you have the dvd of 300 you have probably seen the trailer for trick-or-treat unless you fast forward through all of those but at some point i would guarantee if you own that movie you probably have seen the trailer um so the 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 home video release for that probably was 
say when did that come out 2007 march 2007 so probably was you know five or six months after that uh in 2007 as well and trick-or-treat came out on dvd when do you have that handy i feel like i should know that i don't have that exact uh, date I, handy i can look real quick it came out in 2000 what maybe 2008 I think, Even it was, I think it was 2009. It was it got pushed. I think it was supposed to have a theatrical release, but it was pushed back due to Saw being the Saw franchise that we know and maybe kind of like sort of. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. I just wanted to see if there was if I could find an exact date, but I don't know that I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, this is just saying a re-release, but yeah, it was 2008 or 2009. It actually came out on home video. So. Uh, an eternity in a horror fan's eyes, particularly when you saw the trailer for the movie in you know 2007. Right. Um, I get yeah. yeah, and uh, and plus you say it came out on video. This never yeah. came out in the theaters. Not a wide release, no. Which watching it now, I think that is just a dumb, dumb, dumb move because this movie yeah. is like I imagine it didn't cost that much to make. It's gonna put butts in seats. And it's a lot of fun. And it's only less than 90 minutes, so you can have lots of screenings a day. Yep. Uh, somebody gone done fucked up this one. Yeah, I think there was an issue with Warner Brothers. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a release thing, and then it sort of got tossed around. And I think it was around the same time that Lionsgate was sort of destabilizing. They were, like, real big for a while, right. for a really long time. Not for Well, a very long time in Hollywood terms which could be like three years, but they were huge in, in the horror thing for a couple of years. And then this movie sort of got sidelined, as you said, because of some of the Saw releases. And then I think it got just dumped to Warner Brothers, like Warner Premiere, I believe is who actually released it. And Warner <laughs> Premiere, that's like, you know, Warner Animated. It's just all that. It's And it's unfortunate because it doesn't, it sort of reeks of, on the surface at least, of, you know, this uh, sort of what we're used to in terms of direct-to-video stuff, which direct-to-video is not what it used to be. Direct-to-video now is sort of like the haven for, I think, some of the best horror films and some of the best action films that uh, come out. If yep. you're interested, again, my Instagram is just loaded with, I'm a huge champion of direct-to-video action films because most action films in the theater just suck. Or they do the thing that you hate, Steve, which is just throw the camera up in the air oh. and hope that they'll catch some sight of something. I yeah, do, I do. I do hate that. Well, yeah, I know. The was it the Undisputed trilogy or Saga? Yeah, yeah, yeah the fourth one just awesome. Yep. <laughs> Never. yep. Anyways, Never dies. Yeah. So yeah, you're right though. It's really unfortunate that the movie was treated the way it was, and I. I sort of am used to watching horror films like this anyways and, and sort of used to them being released direct-to-video. But when you see the pedigree behind it, it's really just a bummer. And I mean, Michael Doherty sort of struggled, but he's 2019, right? He's doing the new Godzilla film, and it's got yeah. a huge cast. I mean, it's going to be big money behind it, and it's going to make big money. And I think hopefully we'll finally see him sort of... Um, you know, earn a little bit more credit than, than he made have <laughs> deserved at this point. It's really unfortunate because he's a pretty talented dude overall, obviously. So uh, I, he directs the shit out of this movie. This is yeah. for a horror movie, which could easily be lazy and just full of just the standard stuff. Like he, everything is very well crafted. He has a great eye for uh, framing for getting the performance out of the actors and, mm -hmm. and taking a story that is as interwoven as this and making it very easy to follow 
you have little bits that are uh, you know you're like oh there's the there's Leslie Bibb's character the robot and you you know characters sort of show up in different in different stories and that's a lot it it is a lot to juggle and um, he it he handles it effortlessly so Matt five yes. stories do you have a particular favorite one oh um I think I probably enjoy. I'm just thinking about like the payoff because some of them like the payoff is sort of interwoven. Um, probably I, I I'm I'm partial to the to, to the Anna Pack one and the the spoiler alert werewolf thing. I just think it's really fun and just kind of cheeky and a good time. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like every time I watch the movie, which is every every year at least, maybe more, um, I sort of. I'm looking forward to um, different ones, but I, I feel like that one always just wins because it's just sort of fun, and it's fun sort of looking at the, looking for the little uh, hints as it keeps going. And I think the the payoff is good. The payoff is also interwoven into the into the Dylan Baker story, yeah. which is which is fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like that one they were like, let's really let's really hit this one home, like the music cues and everything. It's just big. It's bigger than the other stuff. Um, and I like it. I think a close second or maybe a switch for one would be the the one with Brian Cox as well, just because it's really fun watching him sort of just grumble around the house. It's this like Ebenezer Scrooge type character. And it's the one we get to see. We get to see Sam, the sort of mascot the most. Oh yes, Sam. Yeah. Sam. So that, what? Yeah. yeah. I would, uh, well, we're going to get to Sam. I just, I, I, I'm going to second your, opinion on the Anna Paquin one. I think what I like about that is that it sets up something that is so kind of cliche and almost dull. You're like, oh, like this is this feels wrong. This is gross. Like he needs a needs to find a man trying to get laid. Like really? And but the turnabout yeah. is so brilliant. Yeah. That I'm like I, I, I was I was almost like, yes. Um, beautiful um, <laughs> yes bravo bravo yes, yes yes and i do have to admit the way they handled the werewolf transformations i i loved because they were actually just ripping pieces ripping of <laughs> flesh yeah, off no, it's, themselves it's like, yeah. oh that's that's way cooler than it's like a cgi or you yeah. know, practical effect transformation yep. that's it was it was very very brilliant and the and the payoff with uh the dylan the dylan baker storyline is, is, is Better, also right? yeah. it's, 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 it's so good and you go oh I get all of their dialogue now. It's like, oh, she was the runt of the litter. And yep. Like, oh, <laughs> yep, it's a wolf yep. thing. Okay, it's it's funny. But, um, uh, and actually, I will say that th- I think that is why this movie works. A lot of the stories work is because they set up expectations and then all of them kind of turn it around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think great horror movies do that. And uh, like one horror movie, like I think all horror movies should really do that. You know, it's meant to keep you off guard. You're not entirely sure what's supposed to happen. And that's where like the horror comes from. Like, oh shit, she's a werewolf. Like that's that's scary. Um, But like in all in all of this, I think there's really a sort of a twist, a twist about like Dylan Baker ends up, you know, the serial killer gets killed by essentially serial killers. You have um, Brian Cox. He goes through this entire thing. All he had to do was give the kids some candy, but then the kids yep. show up, and the uh, and the the kids are playing the trick. They get tricked uh, upon, and then you know Marcy. God bless, like fucking love Marcy. Or no, not Marcy. Rhonda. 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 Sorry, Rhonda. 
Yeah, she's adorable. Uh, Rhonda, Rhonda's great, and she gets her she gets her little comeuppance. Which, I mean, all of this is taken. It's like it's a little, except for maybe Dylan Baker's, um, and it's a little like I think we're overreacting a bit to all of this. But as with everything, like you know what, like Chris Rock, I understand. No, you shouldn't. Uh, like Leslie Bibb, you shouldn't be you know de de Halloweening on Halloween. That's yep. just that's just dumb. And hey, you're you're probably tired. So like so Sam, I don't think you should kill her, but I understand. I get. Yeah. It. Well, she and, it's also that she just she doesn't she hates Halloween. She hates the holiday. And it's clear that her husband like likes it. So she says a couple times I hate it. And then Sam's kind of like, mm, I don't like this person." And then when she blows out the pumpkin's candle, then it's like, well, now it's on. Yeah. Now I gotta, now I gotta teach somebody a lesson. <laughs> it does seem, it does seem mean, but that's what I like about this movie. There, you'll be like, oh, this is just a delight. But then, like, kids are just murdered left and right, and like, so not, it's not necessarily the goriest thing ever. But they, they do just don't care what they do. Like, it's just whatever, man. <laughs> and I think that that's just fantastic. So, <laughs> so we have to talk about Sam. Sam is the. Uh... The mascot, the the identifiable character, like Freddy, like Jason, like Michael Myers, of what should be a a yearly franchise, in my in my in in my opinion, he is a little kid in a burlap sack, kind of like a scarecrow outfit, yeah. who uh, goes around, and I think they don't exactly entirely explain the backstory, but I he is basically a ritual enforcer of the holiday traditions yep. as it were um what what are the traditions that they had that people have to really kind of hold to in this particular movie well yeah you have to um you, you have to hand out candy right and, and and you have to and you have to uh have pumpkins and the, the, the pumpkins need to be lit they're sort of like this guarding force that keeps the uh keeps the evil away on halloween because that's supposed to be the one night where uh, like the ghosts and goblins can actually like walk the the earth and and they can actually interact with us. So the the pumpkins are sort of the uh, a sort of symbol for them to say like okay, these people are cool. It's yeah. uh, it's sort of the opposite effect of like walking down a neighborhood and seeing like uh, I don't this is an extreme example, but seeing like oh this is a really nice neighborhood and then you get to a house and there's just like a Nazi flag on the outside of the house and you're like oh nope don't do that. And you might think I'm overreacting, but I, I, and I, Steve, I feel like you might have been there. We, we, we did trick or treat once in college in Fitchburg. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you were there, but I distinctly remember walking down the street, going to the neighborhood, not that far from the college. And we knocked on the door and said, trick or treat. The guy opened his door and I kid you not behind him on the right was a Nazi flag hanging from the wall. So Fitchburg mass, um, it's just Fitchburg. It, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I, and it's Fitchburg. I, so that's why I think of that as an example. Um, but yeah, we got the pumpkins, the candy. I mean, just the overall like respect for the holiday. Like you have to just sort of respect. What am I missing? I feel like there's other things in there, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, give out, yeah, give out candy. Like Dylan Baker kind of explains it a bit of it early on. Yes. It's, it's, I think it's mostly just respect the spirit of the holiday. Yes. Uh, or else the spirits of the holiday will not respect you. Right, costumes are important, right? You have to sort of blend in. That's another way to sort of hide uh, from the evil, right? Or from yeah. from Sam, who's yeah, Sam is like the muscle going around, <laughs> which is great because he's this little this little adorable 
thing. It's just yeah, like, yeah, instantly like marketable character, particularly for horror fans. They just love Sam so much. I don't know if you how you watched the film, but there's um, Michael Doherty in when the heck was it? It was probably a couple years before. Mm-hmm. In oh no, I'm sorry, it was more than a couple years before. It was 11 years before in 1996. He 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 was an animator. That was sort of like his stock and trade for a while. Um, and he made a movie called Season's Greetings, which is basically the, the sort of origin of Sam in a way. And it's just yeah. about um, this little kid who looks just like Sam going around on Halloween night in this really seedy neighborhood. And again, just like Trick or Treat, you get the sense that he's going to be preyed upon by evil. And this uh, guy sort of lures him in. And you're like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's going to kill Sam. Or he's gonna kill this person we don't know who he is, this little kid, and it ends up being Sam sort of turns the tables on the guy and murders him, and then he's walking at the end, he's walking down the street with the guy's like body in the, his sack, and he like smiles and his face turns into a jack o' lantern. I think yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, it's sort of the origin of that character that he's this okay. guy goes around and sort of doles out this sort of Halloween justice in a way, <laughs> a disproportionate amount of justice, but yeah, again, I I do understand he. Uh... I did like the the sound work when he's walking away from one house, I, I think from Dylan Baker's house. And he's just like, "Oh, did you get some candy?" Oh. And, you, and you just hear the bag thumping, bag. and you're like, "I don't <laughs> yeah. know, is that candy? That sounds yeah. Yeah. a little that's too a little wet." wet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, I mean, he's terrifying, uh, especially when he, he the, the the mask comes off. Yeah. But I, I was looking at that and looking at my daughter, going, "Yeah." I could dress her up like this. Yeah, that yeah, would be a wouldn't good that, costume. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Take her to a horror con and everyone would love her. Yeah, well, they go crazy for it, yeah. <laughs> it would absolutely be crazy. Um, it is, uh, it's a scary movie, right? Like, did, did you, do you find it like scary? Like, I'm actually like, oh, this is, this was a good scare or is it more in, do you, or is it scary in the, the way it handles the twists and how it resolves itself? I, I think for for me, and I mean I, I don't speak for for horror fans in general, but I would I would probably assume that most sort of horror fans would wouldn't have necessarily been like horrified of the movie. I think it was for us it's it's more fun. That being said, there are moments of really really some great moments of tension. I think particularly in the uh, in the Brian Cox finale where you know his house is going to kind of be under siege at some point. And it's sort of like, how is it going to happen? And when is it going to happen? And and there's some really great moments where like he opens the door and you know, Sam's already in there, but like, I think the gate is moving by itself and you're just like, Oh boy. But for a horror fan, we're also just like, yes, like get (laughs) get this guy. This is going to be great. And so, yeah, I guess there's some moments of like, that was frightening. Uh, the the story about the kids and the pumpkins and and the kids on the bus, like that's really disturbing. And every time yeah. every time my wife Steph and I we watch the movie, we always sort of get really sad at the the sort the the storytelling part of that when they talks about the origin of the the uh, school bus massacre or whatever they call it. Um, it's like that's that's just really depressing and like just and unnerving. And and then it happens and you're like, oh. These these monsters don't give a shit about killing kids. Like they're just gonna take out anybody. They they just want, they just want revenge because they're just angry about what happened to them. And like to me, that's disturbing and frightening. Um, it doesn't like keep me up at night, but um, it was definitely disturbing and frightening. Yeah, yeah, I would say. I found the 
um, the uh, the school prank, the 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 prank, the prank episode, the, the one with the the school kids, yeah. massacre, but the the actual when they're there and the kids are, you know, the kids are uh, are coming coming back to life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm air quoting this because it's actually yes, the, kid, the, the kids. Yes, the kids are playing a prank on Rhonda, and I thought like, oh man, that's terrifying. And again, it was a it was a situation where I generally thought, okay, because this these are the actual kids. They're rising up from the dead to you know attack and like oh fuck this is like it's going down like, like, like not ronda ronda's the best like oh stop. i know i love ronda Gosh. like please please don't and it turns out it's a prank i'm like, oh, like fuck you kids and also <laughs> and also side note fuck uh macy, macy oh my yeah. god macy's uh, i just i'm like i was so glad I, everyone else everyone else they build up enough sympathy sympathy that i'm i yeah. feel sad when they die like schrader like yeah. like Schrader, like he was part of the he was part of the uh, the prank, but you know he felt remorse and like oh man Schrader, like I get you man I get you, <laughs> and he just gets ripped apart I'm like oh god yeah. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I felt bad but <laughs> but Macy I was like oh good riddance to you you're just yeah. you're just you're just terrible, um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of good suspense in the movie yeah. uh, which is great and the format that it is told in the five stories interwoven really helps that because. It's never you. You never have to hit the same beats, or you can always switch to a different supernatural focus. It's never just Sam terrorizing someone for eighty minutes. It's right. and we have the, these werewolves, or like this vampire person who's stalking, uh, who's stalking Anna Paquin, and then surprise. Uh, so I, I think the, the nature of it really, really helps ratchet up not only just tension, but different kinds of tension because you have like the, you're you're afraid for you know kids, you're afraid for young girls you're 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 even afraid for brian cox even though i even though i saw him like well wait brian cox has to be the bus driver (laughs) and i know like he's gonna deserve this and like is sam but is sam the one to give it to him i don't know you'll have to watch the movie for that um so it was um it has it has so much and also has great bits of uh comedy as well, yes. I, th- I think a lot of this is humorous. I love the <laughs> the scene with Dylan Baker. He's, he's just he's just on fire. In this oh, movie. he's it's so oh good. he's fantastic. He's he's talking to Brian Cox. He's like angry, but he's trying to keep a kid that he's buried who isn't dead yeah. yet <laughs> quiet. I'm like, great. Oh, oh I love this. it. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh, but it's. No, it's, it's 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 damn funny, yeah. It's damn it's, it's really damn funny because Baker sells it. He's just so angry about it. <laughs> it's like. Hmm. Like Brian Cox, shut up! I get this. I like his interactions with his son, particularly when you're not quite sure what their relationship is. It's like he's coming back in the house after his son was like, um, you know, I want to carve the pumpkin, and he's like, watch Charlie, watch, go watch Charlie Brown. He's trying to be quiet because he's in the backyard, and Charlie Brown's an asshole. <laughs> and then he's like, he's coming back in the house, and he's doing his son's voice, kind of mocking him, like, "Daddy, Daddy." I just think that's just I want a new hysterical. Mommy. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, watching him do it, it's so funny. Yeah, why isn't mommy still alive? Like, oh my god, that's my favorite line in the movie. Why isn't mommy still alive? Or why is mother still alive? It's so good. Oh, he's so that's funny. Great. Yeah, and, you know, as a dad and not the daddy jacket, I was like. Oh, like no. Then you're like, oh, of course they're you know he's training the kids. They're connected, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they are connected. And and then at the end with the kid in he's wearing Dylan Baker's Dylan, costume, he's, the Dylan Baker costume. Yes, he's taking over. Is, like sadly, like just waiting for his dad to come home. <laughs> it, was, it was so sad. I was like, oh. no, it's, yeah, no, it's it's dark. It's real dark stuff, people. It's like it's like oh no, that's definitely that's definitely how you get a serial killer. Like no, no. straight up, like your dad's a serial killer and he's 
Or, or a serial killer or a werewolf hunter. Boom. Good one, I guess. There we go. <laughs> sequel. <laughs> sequel happened. Hey, happened. There, there's a sequel in the works. Woohoo! Uh, it, like I swear it was like again because we'll, of course we'll have to wait nine years. I swear there was a picture online of them, uh, uh, Michael Doherty and, and some other people, uh, like announcing the pre-production for it or something, and then that just went away. But it is it is on currently on IMDb. Uh, it says Trick or Treat Two announced. Okay, That's, yeah, but you know, he, you know, he, he, uh, Doherty's got to get that Godzilla money. Yes, and I, and I hope that that'll be. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. It's a. When was this? This was. Let me see. No, I'm just now. I'm like you got my you got my, my nerd dars up. This was yeah. 2013 yeah, yeah. at the yeah. Egyptian Theater in Hollywood. They announced uh, that they were making a sequel, and there's even like a, a there's a poster for it. So that was so, that was that now was so four long years. ago. I know. Come on. Jeez. That's how it works, man. It's not a not an easy game to work independent horror. It's tough. No, I know. Especially independent horror with the look and polish of this. Again, the yeah. technical aspect of this film is on point. Great soundtrack. Great, you know, great music cues. Everything about this is is great. And uh, so, you know, do I think it should have won Oscar? Like, no, it's not an Oscar movie. But do am I glad we watched this for this on Oscar segment? Hell yeah! It's uh, you know I want to ad- I, I, I want to absolutely crib your idea and adopt this as a as a Halloween movie because I think it is just the right amount of scary and just the right amount of goofy fun to be palatable for the whole for my wife for my daughter. It is a film absolutely worth seeing. Uh, it's less than ninety minutes, worth your time. I bought it on Amazon because I saw I was like you know what, yeah. This yeah, is, yeah. The best picture winners—they are—they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Everybody's okay. going to. They're recorded for history. They're they're set. It's a film like this. This these are the kind of films you need to support. Young, interesting, independent, doing a doing a lot with what little they got, making it uh, making it happen. Uh, so is it a classic Halloween movie? You've touched on that, but let's just let's just hear final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's tough at this point. It's, I mean, you know, roughly 10 years old. Um, so, you know, we talk about sort of how, you know, movies ha- half-life and shelf-life. And um, I would say it's 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 sort of hard to put a stamp of classic on something when it's not terribly old. I mean, 10 years is a while. It's, it's long enough to have been around the block many times and for a lot of people to have seen it. Um, in classic is a, is a tough to me i i like i use the term frequently with this that it's an, an essential halloween film if you mm. if you think i um i watch a lot of movies at halloween that are like halloween-ish and halloween-esque and to me this is if you're not watching this one you're sort of doing yourself a disservice if you consider i mean if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen trick-or-treat you just need to get your shit together like you just need to see this movie i i think and, and if you don't like it you don't like it and, and if you love it then join the club um, but to me, it's, it's an essential, I mean, I would, I, if you, if, if you're looking for, if I want to say yes or no to the classic thing for me, it's, it is a, it's a, it's a classic Halloween film. It's like the most Halloween, like I said, it's the most Halloween a movie's ever Halloweened in my opinion. Um, so to me, it, it's, it's right up there. And I think if you looked online at like best Halloween movie lists, uh, and a lot, you know, a lot of different sources, they, a lot of people, like, I think immediately threw this up on that, on yeah. those lists. Um, and that, and I think, and, and rightfully so in my opinion, so. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, agreed 
on all accounts. I know it's it's very boring when we agree on things. But <laughs> I hate this film. <laughs> I'm just I'll just be contrarian. Um, it's a film worth your it's a film worth your time worth your money. It's fun. It's gory in all the right in all the right measures. It never takes itself too seriously, but when it has to be dramatic, like with the telling of the school bus massacre, it gets appropriately so when you feel chills, and it creates an atmosphere that is, in a word, just Halloween. Just the super Halloween, the like the teenage version of Halloween, where it's like everything is so spooky and awesome, and everyone's dressed up, and you're out having fun but like mischief it's a, a mischievous little film yeah mischievous yeah, little this... film i'm gonna I'm, i'll have to i'll have to i'll have to say that and uh finally but my, my one final thought is if you learn nothing else from this is that yes what dylan baker says is true you should check your candy but statistically you should check your candy only from your family members because historically they're the only ones who have ever tried to poison kids wow. their own kids <laughs> that's dark it's, <laughs> But it's, I, yeah, I believe it. I believe it for sure. <laughs> it's true. So um, this has been an episode of the Un-Oscar Watch. Thank you all for listening. You can drop us a line at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com and be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at oscarwatchpod and be sure to review us on iTunes. really helps. We love hearing from you. It'll be great. Matt. Yeah. You're in doing 31 Days of Horror. Oh, yeah. Where baby. can people find that? You guys can find me on the Instagram at movie underscore matinee. I try to do a review a day. I'm, I'm like Steve said, waist deep in the 31 horrors of October for this year. Uh, and I've got some uh, surprises coming. Um, some little little Halloween extras. I mean, I've been trying to do like two posts a day. I've been really into like boomerangs on Instagram. I just really enjoy like messing with that <laughs> format. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, so I'll still do the 31 horrors of Halloween or of October are definitely happening. But I've got uh, two, at least two sort of um, Halloween extras. Uh, I'll just give a quick hint that they both involve television. One of which you will probably guess because it's like the biggest thing in the world for everybody. Um, and then one of which is is a, a much more like minor sort of television thing that most people probably don't know is even on TV right now or on. Let me. I'll just say they're both on Netflix. They're both on Netflix. Then that probably will give away at least one of them. But the other one will be a surprise. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So stay tuned, people. I'm looking forward to that. Um, next week, to conclude our uh, Oktoberfest of films, we are, of course, finally tackling the first horror movie ever nominated for Best Picture, 1973's The Exorcist, with a very, 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 very special guest host. Mm-hmm. And I do hope you stick around and listen to that when it comes out. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to us ramble on about Trick or Treat. Again, go out and find it. And until next time, we'll see you on the red carpet.